0: Thank you for joining us for our latest episode of Meet Us in the Middle. This conversation is with none other than Wendy Guerrero and to know her is to love her when you meet her. She has such a positive spirit. She is the president of the Bentonville Film Festival Foundation as well as the Bentonville Film Festival. They're going to be celebrating their ninth annual festival this forthcoming June in 2023. And I hope that you enjoyed this conversation as much as I enjoyed it because it's really talking about the evolution of the festival, and really the mission of the organization and all that it is accomplishing. I can remember when it started more than nine years ago, this whole idea of if she can see it, she can be it, and how it's transformed into the, if they can see it, they can be it. Really not just focusing exclusively on women, but also of people with diverse backgrounds. So we hope that you will hang on and enjoy this great conversation with Wendy Guerrero. We are going to have a great podcast today as we welcome a guest who has been in our backyard now for quite some time. And I really feel like it is a privilege to be able to have her on Meet Us in the Middle. Today we welcome Wendy Guerrero. She is the president of Bentonville Film. <laughs> I can't do those words. <laughs> president of the Bentonville Film Festival and of BFF. Foundation. So welcome, Wendy. We are happy to have
1: you here today. Oh, it is my pleasure to be here. And thank you. I just feel so lucky to be doing this with you. And thank you so much for asking me.
0: Well, you all are really first movers in many ways. And I think that's why we were so intrigued about bringing you on today to have this discussion about how you got started and how you have evolved as an organization, because we are only approaching now our third birthday, this November of 2022. And when I looked at your mission about the idea of influencing mainstream to increase diversity in content, because if they can see it, they can be it. And I loved that because I feel like it aligns in some ways and what we're trying to do as Heartland Forward and creating this change that in many cases is transformational. It could make a real difference in the space for which we're working. So talk just a little bit for those who this might be new to tell us about the Bentonville Film Festival and what its purpose is and also how the foundation is tied just so that people have that awareness. That would be helpful.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the the Bentonville Film Festival really came out of the brain trust of Gina Davis, <laughs> our fearless leader, you know, she has had an institute called the Gina Davis Institute on Gender and Media, and it is so great that we're doing this podcast today because she is getting awarded an honorary emmy for her humanitarian work for the gina davis institute on oh, gender and wow Media tonight at the emmy oh, tonight. oh well then golly what?
0: So talk about make, apropos
1: <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you watch it tonight and if you're hearing this recording after september 12th um go back and i'm sure she's going to give a very lovely speech about all the the research that she's been doing over the last 13 years plus but as she had kids she started to look at content mainly sort of animation and animated films and you know different content that she was watching with her kid and she noticed how bereft of female characters there were in a lot of the animated content that she was watching with her child and also about the hypersexualization of, of female characters and how a lot of the female characters were generally relegated to the sidelines. Right. And so um, understanding that we perhaps needed as women more representation in the entertainment industry and knowing that um, there are other communities that were bereft also of real roles in media that had people out and experiencing the adventures of the story instead of just sitting on the sidelines. So, You'll have to go and have Gina on and she can tell you sort of all of these amazing things from going back to 13 years ago. But when we started the Bentonville Film Festival in 2015, it was really to be a champion of women and inclusive voices in entertainment. And having had that data from the Institute and understanding that we were not represented of the population, you know, women are over 51% of the population and we still weren't represented in media as that we knew that there had to be something created that championed and celebrated work of communities that may not necessarily be coming in on your television sets or, you know, being booked into the the main theaters that people were seeing things. So, you know, it is independent film, but it's also studio films that come to the festival. So we kind of straddle, you know, this world of making sure that all of the options um, when you're going and looking for entertainment for your family or for yourself, that we have stories that reflect the world around us. Um, And then the foundation really grew out of the festival, meaning it's one, one thing to kind of come to the heartland and into the middle of the country and champion and celebrate work for two weeks. But we wanted to provide more opportunities for people to see inclusive content all year long and also provide professional development and educational resources to to sort of become a pipeline for artists who may not be on the coasts but still want to be in entertainment, like it's it's really important for us to be in the middle of the country and offer those opportunities year round. So that's how the- So how did, how did Gina
0: decide Bentonville? That, I guess to me, I mean, we're headquartered in Bentonville for reasons and we focus on 20 states that we declare as the heartland, but how did Bentonville be the place that you're headquartered?
1: Bentonville is the place because Walmart was, you know, very supportive and basically championed Gina and myself to to put this festival together and we're the first partner to say this aligns with our mission and values and we agree we want it right here in the middle of the country. Um, You know so Walmart is our founding partner, Coca-Cola is our presenting partner and we have numerous other partners from you know at this point a lot of global partners now that we're going into our ninth year. But it really was because, you know, Walmart gave us the opportunity to put on a festival that championed women and inclusive voices. And we were like, we jumped at the chance to do it. And so we'll be right in your backyard.
0: So, I'm going to ask a question as people are listening. And if people are not familiar, you're thinking film and you're thinking celebrities. What has it been like for people who are not from the area, or I'll even go as far as saying from the heartland to come here? And then what their experience is when they come here for the festival or for anything else that you're hosting on behalf of the foundation?
1: You know, I'm going to be really honest. I think in entertainment, You know arkansas is not generally depicted or represented in in a light that reflects the people that live here in arkansas like there's a lot of stereotypes that we're demystifying also by having the festival in the middle of the country so most of the time you know when we're when we first started out specifically when we would ask people to come to arkansas um they I can only imagine. And why <laughs> would I come there? You know, and it was really an educational experience. Of like, okay, well, there's the Crystal Bridges Museum. There's all of these amazing things there. There's this really great film festival that Gina is championing, and Gina will be there. You know, um, so it did take some influence from us and from Gina and from other supporters to say. You know, come to Arkansas, come and experience what we're doing at the Bentonville Film Festival, because it's unlike any other festival in the world. And this this place is really unlike any other place in the world. So once they came here, and once we did get them off of the plane and into their hotel <laughs> or in, in the 21C, and they started to see the charm and the appeal and just interacting with the people and the audiences and every everything that this you know town has to offer it just really became like they were sort of pinching themselves and being like am I on a movie set am I on (laughs) a like where (laughs) am I of its own which I love you know to think that it sold itself They just had to get here, right? They just had to get here. And, you know, that over the last nine years of kind of running the festival and and now that the Bentonville Film Festival and the the Bentonville name is a really it is a a brand and a a global brand, you know, that travels. Um, I think people are more familiar with what what's going on here with all of the arts and culture and just the amazing, you know, partnership that we have where we get to share this with so many storytellers that end up coming to Bentonville. So it's, it's, we're really lucky to be part of the community and to keep building the community. And I just feel so grateful to, to be here with you today and to be able to put on this festival and be here working with the foundation year round.
0: So I remember uh, when you all started and it was, if she can see it, she can be it. And then today that it's if they can see it, they can be it, which then brings me to the question about the evolution that you have experienced in a rather rapid period of time. I'm sure COVID had a little bit to do with that. I think we've all had to learn to do things a little bit differently in that environment, but talk about the evolution that you all have experienced.
1: Well, I think it's kind of what I spoke to earlier, you know, when Gina started the Gina Davis Institute on Gender and Media, it was really hyper focused on women, because she was seeing the bereft of women, and especially as an actor in the industry, when she hit a certain age, there were not a lot of parts that she was offered to play in Hollywood. So understanding that that existed for her. She knew that it existed for others in the entertainment industry. Others, including you know, people who identify as female or non-binary or LGBTQ+, right. the BIPOC communities, people with disability in entertainment are extremely underrepresented. So as we started looking at the landscape uh, after you know, 2015, it was very heavily focused on women. We realized this has to be a festival about inclusion and we have to really focus on all of the underrepresented communities and make sure that we're lifting up those stories and being a, you know, positive influence on the community at large. So that was kind of like the evolution of the festival. It was very, it's still focused on, you know, women because women are still an underrepresented demographic if you can believe that so in entertainment it is still not parity we haven't reached parity and we probably won't reach parity in our lifetime um but you know you can look at some of the data and studies that come out of the institute and in animation female characters in animation we have reached gender parity so i think it's just really about education and continuing to share our message of we want the world. We want the entertainment to reflect the world around us, and and those populations should be should be represented in, in the media that we're consuming, in the films that we're watching, and the television shows you know that we're watching with our families. Um, it really makes a difference to see yourself represented in media. It allows you to sort of express yourself in ways that you know if you're not reflected, you feel like you don't matter. And or so belong you
0: that the word you use, I think belong is so important because I do think that that is if you're not using the word inclusion, it's the word belong. when and when somebody feels like they belong, that they are part of something, it is a place which they want to stay, you know, and they can identify with. And I think that's important for what's wherever you live or the work that you're doing, you feel like you're part of that community and part of that piece that is important to you.
1: And it's really a personal story for me. I mean, being half uh being multiracial, mm-hmm. you know, my father is Mexican, my mother is English. It really created kind of an identity crisis for me growing up because I didn't see a lot of mixed race characters in the the television that I was consuming or even the books that I was reading. I didn't really feel like I had a place of belonging because I didn't belong, you know, in my big Mexican family. I felt like I didn't fit in and belong. Didn't fit in and belong in my small English family on my mom's side. So it was really this struggle of, you know, I really put all of my uh, creative energies into exploring identity, and and started out as an actor, and and was just like trying to figure out where where I belong and where I felt safe and felt like I could contribute my unique story, you know, and being brave enough to share that story with with the world. And so that's why it's kind of full circle to be able to stand here and run a film festival that really champions everything that I was sort of. Struggling through as a youth and coming up through the entertainment world and not feeling like anybody knew where to cast me. I was always like so exotic looking or I didn't look American. You know, so there was all of these questions that go around um when you start looking for your communities and like where you belong. So yeah,
0: what's your part? What is your part that you're going to play? And I can only imagine what that struggle, but it also helps you be this this phenomenal leader that you are of this organization for that reason alone. I'm sure the way the lens that you look through is one that is far more sensitive than for others. I can
1: definitely understand, you know, the struggles and really on the other side, talk to our partners about the legitimacy of those struggles and why it's important to have, festivals like this and to have programming that reflects sort of the uniqueness of everyone and how we can champion those stories you know in our own communities and in this community specifically we have had so many people come out and share their personal stories after seeing a film that impacted them and and brought, you know brought it full circle in their families. So you do see the importance of of seeing yourself on screen and, and feeling like you belong for sure. That's very rewarding to be able to be here and see that in action every every day. Just Friday night we screened a film here called Land of Gold that um, will be on HBO Max in like a few months, but it has won many awards at different festivals um, recently. And then it, it came to Bentonville in our June 2022 show and we brought it back to Bentonville for audiences here for welcoming week. And it was just so nice to have the audiences come and, and listen to the filmmaker's story and how like their experience was making the film and and the process and the struggle that they went through to, to put that on screen. Um, it's just a very rewarding town to do this work in so and do it and have the appreciation
0: I hope that you were feeling from from the community in that way land of gold okay so everybody who's not seen it needs to keep their ears perked up and their eyes as well on HBO Max that that's going to be coming out soon because we want to give them as much love as we possibly can Uh, so COVID not everybody can come to Bentonville right to come to the festival so talk about COVID and how you all approach that and what some of the silver linings might have been because of COVID and being able to reach a broader audience possibly.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was a, you know, heart in your gut moment when you were like, oh my God, we're not going to be able to have a live event. And it really happened very last minute for us because we were going to put on the festival in 2020 like and then we weren't, and then we were, and then we weren't. So during for live events, it's it was a really difficult decision to understand what does that mean for the organization if we can't all gather safely and celebrate and champion these. If, if nothing
0: else, we, we could feel your pain trying to make Heartland Summit come to fruition. It was so, like the moment we thought we were going to get to do it, then all of a sudden we had another variant. And it was like, oh my gosh, we can't be... Irresponsible right, but at the same time we sure want to be together.
1: (laughs) Right, and so when we we were really reimagining how we could create the community that we create when we bring everybody into Bentonville and, and we're all together doing these things over the course of the week. so understanding, you know, that we could stream conversations and obviously Zoom and all the other technologies that I was using Zoom, but I was never using the video part. We were all only using it for conference calls and dialing in and stuff before COVID. So when we got to understand, you know, how everything could work via Zoom, where we could have happy hours, where the filmmakers could meet each other and sort of still at least create those those moments of connection and networking and just being able to see each other in a box and know oh your film and talk about your film and then we created this whole uh streaming platform that everybody could watch the films on so it really was a unique kind of experience but definitely something that we're going to keep and we have kept throughout you know the the festival and it really opened it up globally as well because we've we've had a lot of um international support you know from from all the way from like iceland to hong kong to london to canada to india so we we were shown in over 15 countries this last year and we've had over 200,000 participants on the virtual side and that's really without marketing or understanding how we could market to all these different areas. So we're learning a lot more about that now and, and see that as a huge win, you know, and silver lining, as yeah. you said, for for what, what happened with us during the pandemic. But I hope it pressed us in ways back-
0: to be more uh disruptive in a positive way that we didn't know it pushed us in ways that we'd never would have approached it in that manner had we not been forced to. Um, That even goes to to a lot of the things that we've already discussed, like we've got to address some of these things in a way that we haven't and we need to be addressing them and we can't put it aside any longer there we there, we can't do this any longer in this
1: manner. Absolutely, and you know we we understand that festivals are hard to get to there, there is an economic barrier to travel to another state and participate in a festival and they're expensive. And so part of our mission is, you know, to make that accessible and the online version really does help with creating this community that is not so, so exclusive in the sense that you have to come here and spend this money to get on a plane and, and come to the middle of the country, which we always want people to do. But if right. they're not able to do that, they're still able to communicate and listen to our storytellers share their stories and and we always try to have you know the Q&As after the films and just different conversations and panels that people can log on and and listen to and gain you know the the knowledge and the the expertise of a lot of these filmmakers that are talking about their story and their journey
0: Right. For them to learn from or in be inspired by, to think, okay, I can do this too. I can do this too. it um, It's not an easy road, you know, and um, others can tell you the very same thing. It's not for the faint of heart.
1: Okay. Well, I know that have- community is so important, you know, because yes. there are many people who have met at the festival and then have gone on and worked on other things together. So you, you don't feel like you're just alone and you're the, you know, singular voice and making your movie and you you're hoping it gets out into the world and Audiences see it like you have that—that that other person that is like, I understand your journey, and let's do something together. And that to me is really exciting. That well,
0: that's, that's what I meant by the alignment because we don't ever want at Heartland Summit to be like, oh, that was great, and everybody walk away with that great feeling, and there be no action. Taken, And we work very hard, especially it's now that we've only done this twice, but after our event in May of 2022, just making sure that we keep our ears perked hearing what collaborations have happened, what sort of action did you take because you were inspired by one of the panelists say, because we do all know that with all of the energy we put in these events that there is more that comes out of it, there's a ripple effect for sure. It's not a one and done.
1: No, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And we've had over the last nine years, ten thousand people come through Bentonville, and those ten thousand alumni are going off and telling all of their friends and all of their <laughs> network of community. So it really is um, a ripple effect. And a lot of our alumni come back, and once come back, they're like, "I have another film. You know, I want to. Sh- I want to come back and do this class." We had actually our NFT panel that we did in June of 2022. Those were driven by alumni that were really in the NFT space, and they were advocating for women and BIPOC um, creators in that space. And so we had them lead a panel. We invited, you know, them to sort of sort of program that and and bring it to the festival. So we are very collaborative and and look forward to you know our alumni are like the they know what's going on they know what the next thing is going to be and oh yeah and they're your ambassadors at the same time (laughs) and our ambassadors and they all want to come back and share what they've learned or share you know some new part of the industry that is is emerging because it's always changing and growing as you know so always
0: Okay, vision. Vision, and I know even to even say for the next three or to five years, five seems so long, and also to think about how much our world can change overnight, right, as we've been talking about COVID, but what what sort of vision do you have for the organization and what it wants to accomplish um, in the next three to five years?
1: well we know that talking about things is important but we are very action oriented as well you know we want product in the marketplace so we want to help our alumni you know reach their goals of creating their next project so we're constantly talking to our partners about you know what is it that we can develop in terms of giving people cash because that's really what's going to change the industry is getting people cash to make their next film. And the sustainability of people in this industry, you know, is is really hard because it takes a long time to make a film. And then what are you doing in between that time? And how are you earning an income when you're spending all your time on, you know, this one feature that may take a year? So we talked to our partners about opportunities in the commercial space, like maybe they can make a commercial with a brand and Mars Wrigley really stepped up in that category. NBC Universal has given $25,000 to an alumni. So we really want to grow in that space. And we really want to be able to award cash prizes and and that type of thing to, to change the landscape and to get more film out there from underrepresented communities. Um, you know, we want to start being a part of the creative economy here in Arkansas. We know that filmmaking is a lot of money that can be brought into the state. And every time a filmmaker comes here, they wanna shoot in the state. So we talk a lot about to our partners, you know, how can we support the creative economy here? How can we create a certification program that helps train people in the entertainment industry and grow the jobs here in Arkansas. Um, I know there are yeah. friends of mine
0: whose ears are burning because this is the space they swirl in and have for so many years that are like, amen, amen, amen on
1: that one particular. You know, and it, it's not an inorganic process because you have a lot of industries here that are already flourishing. The tech industry, we're now a globally recognized major film festival, Um, there there are sound stages here, there are professionals here. So in order to, you know, grow that creative economy, we need to educate more and we need to provide, you know, pipelines into the entertainment industry. And not only on the, in front of the camera side, you know, or the writer, director, producer side, but also on just the, you know, the crew side. Like there's a lot of really amazing jobs that people can have in this, in this industry, and they can live in this beautiful state and still make a great income. A lot of times people train and then they move out of the state because they're going to the next job. But if we can Yeah, have we don't want that of, to happen. <laughs> right. We, we could have that feel reason to stay here, right? Especially if we those could have that infrastructure people. here, you know, that could sustain a workforce that we could- Really create um, a really strong economy out of that with the the initiatives that we're sort of working on with other with other partners. You know, we don't do it alone, and and we learn a lot from all the other um, industries that are around here and collaborating with the community college and all the other leaders on how we can contribute to the future of the of the creative economy here in NWA.
0: I love it. Okay, so we are going to be, or at least I know I will be, and then our listeners will have a chance to go back and see it online since we won't have this out by tomorrow, but I will be so excited to see Gina getting that award this evening. Um, And as I said, the timing could not have been more perfect. So um it, it really speaks to the fact that we get to own it in the Northwest Arkansas community and she wanted it to land here and wanted you at the helm. I love that uh, that you get to lead the process.
1: Well, thank you. and and I am actually the first Mexican American female to run a major global film festival so I'm very proud of that fact and I hope that there are other women out there that I can influence um with being in the role that I'm at and I just feel so privileged to to know you and to learn more about your organization and and the potential collaborations that BFF and Heartland Fest may may have in the future so thank you for having me
0: and thank you for your time and, and giving us sort of the journey for which you've been on and where you see the organization going. Because we know it's only to the benefit of those who uh, so um, are so hungry for what you are having to offer because they are looking everywhere for guidance and support, I'm sure, and um, that credibility that they so deserve.
1: Well, we are here in the community. Go on to our website and look at some of the monthly events that we're planning and there'll be more professional development, more workshops, more screenings, more chances to interact with professionals in the entertainment industry. Um, so we hope to see all your listeners there and they hope to, you know, to bring more. We're just thankful.
0: We hope that you enjoy that conversation with Wendy. And really, wasn't it such um, a delightful surprise to know that that very evening, Gina Davis was going to be on stage at the Emmys receiving the Governor's Award for the work that the Gina Davis Institute on Gender in Media is accomplishing. I mean, it really does speak to the legacy, um, the progress that has been made, but also all the progress that still needs to be made in this space. And please get your pens and your pencils out or get out your phone and mark your calendars for June 13th through the 18th of 2023. This is when the festival in Bentonville is going to be celebrating their ninth annual festival. And so we would love to see you here. And of course you can do it virtually if you wanna do it virtually as we've learned during the podcast. Please know that you can go at any point in time on Spotify or iTunes. You can read the episode notes. We try to put as much as we can, things that might interest you that may not have been addressed in the podcast itself. And we really appreciate you for meeting us in the middle to come together to solve problems and to take action. It's important to us in accomplishing our mission as a think and a do take and having you by our side is very important, especially when you know that you're listening to the voices of the American Heartland. We'll see you again soon.